Hi, you guys. We are Kate and Cal, just two mamas on a mission to help women get in a daily routine with God's word. We have seen the power of transparency when we share bits and pieces of our own walks with the Lord and hope that you see Jesus in these unfiltered everyday conversations. We hope you dive headfirst into this community and ask God to move in your life through a daily pursuit of his wisdom and grace. So take a walk, grab a coffee, and put in those headphones as we encourage you in light of the gospel. Can't wait to do this with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kate and Calco. We are so excited you're here listening today, um, especially on a topic that is near and dear to our hearts in being passionate about marriage and doing marriage and life together in a way that's honoring to the Lord. Before we do that, I'm going to ask for a quick review from you all. This is a huge um, ask that doesn't take a ton of time for you all, but makes a huge impact on this podcast, and that is just scrolling down wherever you're listening to and leaving us a star rating, and if you would be so kind to just write a quick review, that would be amazing so we can get this into the hands of other women and mamas pursuing Jesus in their daily lives. Okay. So this topic, I feel like the Lord has been doing some major work in my heart, like major, I have in all caps here, um, on this topic of just submitting to our husbands and what that actually means in a marriage in today. And I know it's like not a topic that's widely accepted necessarily. If you look anywhere in our culture, it will probably speak directly against this biblical concept. Um, And it's not necessarily practiced or encouraged even for women in like a worldly stance these days. So it is one we know is like kind of countercultural, but also very important to have a conversation about because if we believe the Bible, we don't get to just pick and choose which parts we believe. And so this is from the Bible and we're actually going to share a key verse today from Ephesians 5, 22 through 24, and it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is his body and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And that's going to be kind of our focus for today. Um, and you would hear that verse like said at probably many, many weddings. And the thing is, I just feel like we don't, I don't know, we might have even had it at our wedding. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like from six years ago, six and a half years ago to now, it like takes a whole new meaning for me. And I continue to learn what that actually means and how it plays out in our daily lives as a married couple. So let's talk about what the verse means in itself. Um, really it's just talking about a voluntary attitude. It's like, what does submission mean? I guess is kind of what I want to break down. And it's a willing voluntary attitude of respect and of reverence to our husbands and recognizing that his God given role is to be the head of our household. Um, and it involves respectful communication. It involves mutual understanding with each other and also a shared commitment to the marriage relationship um, within a biblical context. I'd probably add to that. And that's what I feel like is the focus of what we're meaning when we're talking about submitting to our husbands. Yeah. And then like a a warning of what it does not mean 
And we want to be really clear in this. And I think that this is where culture can kind of get confused sometimes as well. Not always, but um, submission and marriage as it's taught in the Bible, it does not imply inferiority, abuse, blind obedience, lack of communication, or lack of input from the wife. It doesn't mean that the wife is just like seen and not heard in their relationship. Um, And I think that particularly if you have come from a home where you have seen those behaviors in some way, this might be something that kind of like rubs you the wrong way. The word submission might be something that really gives you the, makes you feel cringy, just like this, not something you want to talk about or you don't agree with it. But that's really not what biblical submission looks like. It is a mutual, loving, and respectful relationship between a husband and wife. Um, so let's talk about biblical roles of the husband and the wife. Um, and I will say, just in general, there are going to be some different perspectives on this across the board. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that one is totally wrong or one is totally right. There are different interpretations of scripture and there are some things that that is, that is okay. Um, so in general, the husband is called to be the leader and the wife is called to be the helper that is seen throughout scripture. Um, the husband's role, the Bible teaches that the husband is the head of the household and is called to love his wife sacrificially, just as Christ loved the church. Um, Ephesians 5, 23 through 25 shows that. And he is called to be a provider, protector, and a spiritual leader in the family. And that is seen in 1 Timothy 5, 8 and in 1 Peter 3, 7. The wife's role, um, the Bible teaches that the wife is called to respect and submit to her husband's leadership in the household. Ephesians 5, 22 through 24. She is called to be a helper to her husband, supporting him in his role as the head of the household. Genesis 2, 18. Yeah. And that's like just some good ground to cover as to like why we feel passionate about this topic. And I feel like Callie and I need to dig in a little bit to like where we fall within this because we have similar, I'll let Callie speak for herself, but maybe this is really easy for some women. It is not easy for me. It is not my natural personality to like take a step back or not take control of a situation. I feel like that's so much more my personality and honestly where our marriage was at for a really long time, um, taking those roles kind of in opposition of what the Bible says and not doing so intentionally, but just kind of leaning into like where one, my heart leans in sin and also just who God created me to be. And I think some of those things are a really cool gift that he's given me. But at the same time, um, it's, it's definitely sometimes been lived out out of context of what we just read there and I am the more natural leader, and Cole isn't, and he would admit that, so I'm not, like, talking bad about him behind his back here. He would be the first to say that, and it's forcing both of us out of our comfort zone in this season, working on this, and just really having a lot of convictions on both ends, Um, and just both understanding and pursuing the scriptures has been key in being on the same page and wanting to commit to working on this. Yeah, I would say I'm I'm the same way. Sometimes I think even in a little bit more of a stronger way than Kate. <laughs> but, um, no. <laughs> we are definitely both like take charge kind of people. And that's just 
and we just want to acknowledge like that's the way God created us. So we're we're not mm-hmm. necessarily speaking not down <laughs> about that. Like that's our personality. The Lord created us that way. However, there are boundaries within our personalities from that we have to be careful of because when the fall happened, sin affected everything, including our personalities. So even though God created us this way and we can love and embrace that, we still need to submit to Christ um, mm-hmm. it throughout yeah. that. And so I think that's something that can get confused a lot is like, mm-hmm. well, like God made me this way, so I should just embrace it. And it's like, yes, absolutely. However, like we, everything was impacted by sin, everything, including these wonderful attributes in our personality that we have. And so we just have to be really careful about that. And I think, too, there's going to, like, as we're talking, because I want to say this is, like, as much as this is, like, a tough thing for Kate and I, this is an easy topic for us because we have really great relationships with our husbands. Mm -hmm. And so even though this is a, like, something we might struggle with on a personal level that we're working at, it's still an easy conversation for us because there isn't like hurt in our relationships mm-hmm. about it. And so I just want to acknowledge that too. If you are someone who is listening, who has hurt in your relationship over this, whether it be watching something with your parents or something that you personally are experiencing in your own relationship, like just know that we are not speaking. We are speaking only to, to our situation. We do believe these are biblical calls and that they are important to be abiding by. But we understand that a wife a wife submitting to her husband might look different when her husband isn't submitting to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something that, that I want you to keep in mind too is like you, there are still ways that you can submit to your husband in a biblical way even when he's not submitting to the Lord while yeah. still submitting to the Lord as well. So I right. just wanted to kind of touch on that too. Hopefully that wasn't too like – random or out there but um no I think that's a really good point I think that's a really good point and I do think like stay tuned if that is you because we are going to share some ways that apply to our situation but also could really apply to like how you can still show him the love of Christ even if he's not submitting to the Lord like Callie said but the submission part of that can look different and and will for everyone, even between like Callie and I, like we have our own convictions in our own marriages and things like that. And that's okay. That's where your relationship with the Lord really comes into play here. Um, but I think back to your whole point about like our natural personalities, I feel like as a culture, we use that as an excuse a lot to like excuse our mm-hmm. sin. And at some point you just have to like draw the line and humble yourself a little bit. And I'm saying this from like my perspective of having to do that lately of like, yes, this, like there's a lot of things that wouldn't get done around the house if God did not make me the way that I am. And I am excited about that. Um, But like you said, like I can't use that as an excuse as to why I can't be loving my husband the way that God created me to love him and for him to be loved as my husband. Yeah. Um, Okay. So a few just specific things we can share today of ways we can show respect and reverence and submission to our husbands. Um, We'll share just a couple of real life examples lately. These aren't like super deep or anything necessarily. Um, But to get the ball rolling. Because that would not be appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But like we've 
Callie knows this because she was even here when we were talking about it one night. <laughs> we were trans- yeah, it's been a hot topic in our house for a few months now, and it's the big transition from a crib to a big girl bed with our daughter. And Cole and I were on completely different pages with this. Like, there's not a lot that we're complete opposites on, and we can usually come to a pretty good middle ground. But like, this is kind of we do it or we don't. So there's really not a middle ground here, and neither one of us was like really willing to compromise right or wrong we just were kind of stuck in a hard spot for a while um and needless to say we transitioned her to a big bed a week ago so one of our opinions was <laughs> taken a little more strongly and it's it's a pro- it was a process to get there but at the same time like I saw God breaking down my walls in this mm-hmm. um and I can get really I would I would probably call it, I don't know, bossy or take control in situations um, in everyday life. And unfortunately, I feel like I can kind of already see that in my daughter. I hate that arson affects (laughs) our children. But I have slowed down and just really tried to ask him questions on that specific topic um, and why he was wanting to make a certain decision, really listening to his heart behind it. Even though, like I said, it's not like a super deep concept and really like it'll be fine either way. It would have been fine either way. Um, But that for me was really trying to show him that respect. And that's so important for just like everyday parenting, et cetera. And I feel like we could do a whole nother episode on that. But instead Mm -hmm. of just saying, no, we're going to do this this way, which is thing. Honestly, I've done that in the past. um, It just felt very different this time just really sitting down and listening and acknowledging why he thought one way and why I thought the other way um had some good conversations around it that's just one recent example I guess yeah I feel like just from knowing Kate and Cole and observing their relationship and then knowing my relationship with my husband um I think that we have a lot of similar dynamics in our relationship just personality wise And our husbands are just, like, super chill guys. So when they put their foot down about something, it's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Whoa. I got to listen to you this time. (laughs) And so I think that it's in our, in Alex and I's relationship, it's, like, kind of a rare thing that because he's so, like, go with the flow, like, sure, that sounds good, like, whatever you think, um, I would say it didn't really start happening in our marriage too often until we had kids. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like kids really is when, not that it never happened, but like we didn't really have these like big hurdles of like decision making until we had kids. And then it was like, we started to butt heads about a couple of things. And we've never, yeah. it's never been anything like, I will say, I just, I have so much respect for my husband that when he puts his foot down, I, I don't like, get angry I'm more of like okay he never does this (laughs) and I think that like works to his favor because it's like okay like you know he's one of those people that it's like you know when he doesn't say he doesn't say a whole lot so when he does speak up like you better listen kind of thing um and it's still hard for me because I have my opinions and I have my ways and like what I think should be happening um and I will say I'm more of the emotional person and he's more of the like logic and so which I think is a really common dynamic in marriages and relationships and um 
And so for me, there's like emotion usually tied to the decision, depending on what the conversation is. Um, and this really, we, it happened to us last summer with um, a decision we had to make with one of our foster kids. So I'm not going to share any details on that, but that was like one of the first times that I was like, I completely disagree with this, but I trust and respect my husband. And so I'm going to swallow my pride and we're going to do this his way. And um, it absolutely was the right answer in the end. Like hindsight, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And I was able to look back and be like, that was the right answer. That was the right decision. Um, but it was a difficult one for me because it was such an emotional decision for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, like something small, like when I was like 25 weeks pregnant. So like just the beginning of this month, it feels like forever ago, but the first week of March, end of February, first week of March, my husband went on a business trip for like eight days. So I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to pack up the kids. I'm going to take them to my brothers in Massachusetts. Like, you know, kind of like kill some time while you're gone. And he was like, I do not want you driving two toddlers at 25 weeks pregnant, eight hours, seven hours. And I was like, why not? I can do it. I can do it. And you know, I, he, he was very gracious about it, but it was like, no, this is not something that I think you should be doing. And it was really hard for me to not be like wanting to be like independent and be like, no, I can do that. You know? And so I had to just be like, okay, I don't necessarily agree, but, and you know what? We all got the stomach bug anyway. So it was the <laughs> right <on> you. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. You got the flu. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, just situations like that where we've had to be like, um, when we don't agree and again, we're sharing like more lighthearted examples because that's what's appropriate for a, a public platform. Mm-hmm. But that I think that it's just important to know that like, submission doesn't always usually doesn't feel easy doesn't always feel easy even though I can do it with trust and respect for my husband because of the relationship we we have and I'm so grateful for that and don't take it for granted um Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that it's like a yeah this is a really easy thing for me to do well that's where like marriage comes in and is a direct reflection of like Christ in the church right because a lot of things that we decide to do or to not do because we love the Lord and want to honor him with our life. Like those things aren't usually easy either. (laughs) And so I think it's, it's cool to point out the parallels there as well. Yeah. Okay. So a few other things we feel like we've prayed about and we can be doing to show respect and that reverence and submission to our husbands and honestly them to us at times as well is just really communicating with love and respect And the Bible teaches that husbands and wives are called to love and respect one another. And that's from Ephesians as well, 533, communicating with your husband in a way that demonstrates that love and the kindness and the respect. And I for sure, being the more emotional side of the relationship, struggle with this sometimes. I know Callie and I have had lots of conversation in like, how we hold conversations with our husbands or how we greet them when they come home from the door and what does that look like? And even just in disagreeing, like how am I communicating with him that I disagree with what he's saying can make all the difference. Um, But it's just really a matter of controlling our tongue and being aware of our tone of voice and maybe shutting down some of those snarky comments that really aren't necessary or aren't going to help in the long run, um, that can make a huge difference (laughs) in this concept. 
yeah, this actually isn't really on our list, but it goes along with that point. And um, I didn't really like notice it as much until this year because I feel like our son just turned four and I feel like we hit like boyhood. Like it's like just a totally different ball game from like toddler. Um, and I have noticed that I have had to like really be careful in the way that I correct my husband in front of him um, and should not be correcting him in front of him. And my personality is too. Um, and it's just not something that I should be doing. And so like, I've had to apologize to my husband for that. I've had to um, work on that this year in particular. Um, and so that's something like as parents, we need to be aware of is like, it doesn't mean we won't disagree with the way that they're handling a situation, but I'm sure like my husband has disagreed with the way I've handled the situation multiple times. And he's never like cut me off in the middle and been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. But no. I think that's the hardest thing. <laughs> I think because, because like maybe it's because I'm home with them more and I just feel like, I don't know. It's just, or maybe it's just a mom mm-hmm. thing or maybe it's just my personality. I don't know. But like, there's just something in me that always wants to just be like, don't handle it that way in the middle of the scenario. And it's like, that is not something that needs to or should be done. No, it's so true. And honestly, my husband has expressed that to me. Like, cause I've done it both ways. I've stopped him in the middle and I've waited and waiting is very, very, very hard, especially in the heat of a moment of like a toddler mm-hmm. tantrum or where you're in a moment where you have to discipline your child. It is so hard. Like I have to like, I most of the time have to leave the room if I'm not involved in it in order for me to not say something or, or, and we like agree on a lot of things. But there's just, like, unpredictable situations that come up every day when you're a mom and a dad. And so you can't talk about everything before it happens. A lot of times you're learning, and especially for us just kind of getting into this season, we're learning a lot right now, which is why simultaneously I think we're having to work on this a lot. Um, But it never feels good when I interrupt him, and it is one of the biggest ways he feels disrespected. And he's told me that, and we've had conversations about that, and that feels terrible to hear that. So it... It is true. Like, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's so important. It's very important. And it's something that I have failed a lot. And, like, I'm not speaking from a pedestal at all. <laughs> like, I have failed so Same. much in this area. But it's something that I am aware of and actively working on and want to encourage any other moms who have similar personalities <laughs> to yeah. also consider working on. Because truly, respect, that's one of the first things we learned in marriage, premarital, premarital counseling was like a woman wants to be loved and a man wants to be respected. Like that's generally speaking the way we're wired and that's how we feel love. Like is like when like a woman feels adored, like she feels loved. And when a man feels respected, he feels loved. And so when like we cut that tie of respect by interrupting them in front of our kids and being like, actually that's not the way this should be handled. There's nothing wrong. I, my, my husband and I would both agree that there's nothing wrong with after the situation in the privacy of the two of you being alone away from the kids saying, hey, can we talk about that? Can we handle it different? Like, there's nothing wrong with talking to each other in a respectful manner away from the kids if you don't agree. Um, It's more of the, like, in the middle of the moment. Yeah, and I would even encourage you as a wife to, like, ask your husband if this situation comes up where I'm, like, disagreeing with where this is going, how would you feel respected in the way that I handle that? And we, like, addressed that when it came up. 
And he said that exact thing, like waiting until the moment is over and addressing it with me in private is the best way that we can handle that. But maybe that's different for you and your husband. And just like having that simple conversation can save so much time and hurt later. And it also interferes with the respect our kids have for their dads. Like I have yeah. seen it even in a four-year-old, I've seen him be like, yeah, dad, listen to mom. And I'm just like, Oh, Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it stings when they start saying do that? that you've said, <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. no, that's what I sound like. Yeah. So yeah, that would be something that I think is important for parents of children. I think it's something that we have to learn just like everything else in parenting where it's always a learning curve. And this is one of those things like handling our marriage differences with parenting is also something we have to <laughs> learn yeah. and navigate. For sure. um, but submitting to his leadership involves voluntary respecting and deferring to our husband's leadership role in the household. So this may include seeking his input and guidance on important decisions and supporting him in decisions and also goes to what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say like, this is something that I have accidentally messed up on in the past because I've just like been like, Oh, he won't care. Like I'll just mm -hmm. make this decision or whatever. And then later he's kind of like, I, I would agree with you. And like, I would have actually chosen the same thing, but like you could have run it by me first. And I'm just like, Oh, I honestly didn't think it would like matter to you. And so like there have been times that I've messed this up accidentally even. So just like taking the safe approach and like talking through things with your husband, it doesn't, you know, I think that taking a moment to ask, sometimes for me, it's not that I don't want to ask. It's that I don't want to like wait an hour to find an answer or wait till the end of the day to get an answer. I just want to like take True. care of whatever it is right then. Um, so it's more so usually just me not being patient or me wanting to get things done quickly. Um, but yeah, just like, it just, it means so much to them when we mm -hmm. respect them enough to ask their input and in those things. You don't even realize you're doing it. Like you said, I've done it so much accidentally. And that was one of the hardest turning points for us is it was so ingrained in like our daily life of me doing it that way that I did. It took me like a good four weeks, I think, at least thinking back over the last couple of months where I had to ask for so much grace in this area because he would feel hurt by something and he'd be like, we've talked about this. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, I genuinely didn't even realize in that moment that I was doing it. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't yeah. mean to do that. It's so ingrained in my way of life to do things differently that it's going to take me a second to, like, peel the layers back. And that has – I've been thankful for his grace in that way. And Kate and I have been married seven and eight years, which in the grand scheme of things <laughs> yeah. is not that long, but like feels like a decent amount of time. And I feel like we're really just starting to peel back the layers of both of right. us. Like we've talked, we've talked through this, like we have simultaneously started to really peel back some layers on this in the last like year. Um, yeah. And so just know that it, it's not something that happens overnight and it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, come right away. And I think some of that is because the beginning stages of your marriage often don't include as heavy of decisions. Um, right. But, but truthfully, like, I'm like, man, we're going to be married eight years this August. And yeah. like, I just feel like, I feel like I'm just really figuring like out respect. <laughs> yeah. I, I sound, sound like a newlywed. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a terrible wife. <laughs> So it's yeah. something that, you know, we are working on and I think that it takes time, but I think that the earlier that you are aware of it and working For at sure. it, the better off you'll be. And knowing it's never too late too. like, yes, we've been yeah. married for seven to eight. That feels like 
longer, but also if you've been married for 10, 15, 20 years, it is never too late for God to like take hold of a relationship and use it to glorify him. So just, it's never too late for a conversation. Okay. The next one is to just be praying for your husband's well-being. I forget that book because it's, it's power of a praying wife or something like that. Um, I think her name's Stormy. There's a lot of good, just like short prayers in that book. I have not read it all the way through in a long time. It's one of those that sits on the side of my bed that I like intend to do every night. And then I don't ever <laughs> like every book. <laughs> and then I like forget that it's there for two years. <laughs> so, but it is important to be praying for his well being and his spiritual growth and leadership in the household. And I, that is something that I prayed about for years and like little did I know I wasn't even ready for like that to be happening in full force yet. So it's funny how you say prayers, but then like the husband actually, or God actually changes your heart first. And I love how he works in that way. Um, but I just, another way to demonstrate our reverence for his role as, as the head of our household is to be praying for him in his own walk. And then forgiveness. This is a big one. And forgiveness, meaning, like, not holding a grudge two days later and being like, you said. Um, (laughs) Forgiveness is an essential component of any healthy relationship. And obviously, like, we're talking about deep-rooted things that need forgiveness, um, but also in those small things of, like, we need to. And sometimes forgiveness, That what I'm learning is that sometimes forgiveness looks like forgiving without even bringing it up. Because I'm Mm -hmm. someone who thinks that we need to talk about every little thing because I'm annoying like that. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Whereas my husband has probably been frustrated or hurt by me like 20 times, but only told me twice. Like that's like his ratio versus I don't know how they sleep at night like that. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And so you can just go to bed and be fine. He like forgives me without talking to me about things all the time. Whereas I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 like I forgive you, but like let's talk about it. And so, so just it's so essential and also something that it means not being petty, you guys, too. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh. a deeper it's deeper than that, but it also means not being petty, which is something I probably struggle with sometimes. More more with him probably than any other relationship in my oh, life. Oh, for sure. Um, the closest people see our worst. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but as Christians, we are called to forgive one another just as God has forgiven us. And that's found in Ephesians 4.32. And um, I know that so often he graciously gives me forgiveness, like I mentioned, long before <laughs> I've given it. So. Okay, our next one would be just serving our husbands. And obviously Jesus, all over the Gospels, is teaching us and showing us how to be good servants. Um, so doing that in practical ways, I think it is, for those of you who do have children, it is so much easier to be good servants to them because they are so dependent on us, especially in those younger years. Um, but just remembering that it's possible to do our best to serve them both. And likewise, I mean, obviously he's called to do that with you as well, but we can only control our own actions. And so just really taking a look at some of those practical small ways we can be serving him around the home or in our daily lives. I know one recently... Um, for me is I don't always like wake up and make breakfast, but I've really tried to lately just consider his needs as like trying to get out the door. And a lot of times he'll just like leave and forget about breakfast. But I know my like motherly nature, I want him to feel fueled for his day. And 
And so I've been trying to do that a little bit more as well. Um, and it's been good for me too, to have that good hearty breakfast. Yeah. My husband just like, doesn't eat breakfast and I don't know how he doesn't, doesn't eat breakfast. I, like, <laughs> I, I need like a four course meal when I wake up. <laughs> Same. <sighs> um, so overall, like in general to sum up what we've been talking about, Practicing the love and sacrificial service that Jesus modeled for us is a really great way to be submitting to our husbands and um, loving them and respecting them. And like we talked about, like respect is just so, so crucial in a husband feeling loved. Yeah. And just to kind of like recap, since really trying to focus in on this and I don't even remember like a certain time where we decide like oh this is something we're really going to start working on I don't remember a moment like that um but over the last like eight weeks or so I feel like one it has been way harder than I thought it was going to be um to really peel those layers back and like halt my just subconscious like thoughts and actions throughout my day um I feel like I have to decide like almost daily and it is already like when I, when I kind of, when we kind of outlined this podcast, felt like I was still in the thick of it and it has gotten easier over the last couple of weeks to like really just take on this role in a different way. Um, and he, like I said, he's been so patient with me to continue to unlearn and relearn certain habits. And the, the flip side of that though, is that it has, I feel like brought the most like freedom in Christ I've felt in our marriage thus far in parenting and in finances and just life decisions big and small I feel like I felt a lot lighter or like a little bit lighter because we are getting closer and closer with tons of grace and redirection and reveal of our sin of course to doing it the way that God designed it and so that is the beauty of it like refinement is really hard but it's because there's freedom in Christ at the end of it as we continue to do life God's way instead of our own way. And I actually asked my husband, I, was, I told him we were doing this topic and asked him like what it's kind of meant for him over the last couple of months because I can only share my perspective. So um, to quote him, he said, it's been really difficult <laughs> and I've had to push out of my comfort zone and lean on the Lord a lot more but in a good way, and we've been helping keep each other accountable. He said he's felt more in tune with the role that he's supposed to have than ever before, and that it's helped him really feel as though he's furthering God's kingdom beginning with the four walls of, in our home. And I was really, it was just cool to even ask him that because it hadn't been something I had asked him yet, and um, just kind of fun to see it from his perspective as well. Well, and such a good, like, I love hearing, like, reading that is really, I think, really powerful. And I think that it shows that when we lean into the role that the Lord has for us as wives, it holds our husbands accountable to be leaning into that role, like like Cole said, as husbands, because there is so much more expectancy for them to lead if you are taking a step back and allowing them to. Um, Whereas like when you're not allowing them to, whether consciously or subconsciously, I think that there, it's very easy for sin to creep into their hearts and be like, okay, fine. She's going to do it. She can just do it like whatever. And 
I'm not saying that that's what our husbands have done, but I just think like I would, I would imagine that's how I would feel. And so I think that it's, it's a good point for us as wives to know that not only are we being obedient to the Lord, but we're helping our husband to be obedient to the Lord as well, which is also such a encouraging and powerful thing. Um, well, thanks for bearing with us through this one. I know it's a little bit of a longer one, but we just really love our husbands <laughs> and also have been really struggling through this. And it's something that we, it's funny. I feel like the Lord works in Kate and I's lives often at the same time, <laughs> lately more so than usual, seeing as we are both 30 weeks pregnant right now. Um, but, <laughs> but um, no, I feel like there have been many times in the last like four years that Kate and I have encountered things that we're working on in our own personal lives privately. And like one of us has brought it up to the other and the other has been like, I have felt the same way. And I have been working through, struggling through that same thing. And it's just been really powerful to see how the Lord has used our relationship to build each other up and encourage each other in this. And Kate has been very encouraging to me over the last couple of months in the way that she has pursued this very diligently. Um, So just another example of how community and relationship is just so important in our relationship with the Lord and in the kingdom. Um, And so on that note, if you are looking for a community to be diving into God's word with, um, please come join us for our next reading plan. We give monthly Bible reading plans. We have daily check-ins that have little devotionals kind of break down the reading and also a great place for everybody to discuss what they're reading. And it often feels like we're just like sitting around having coffee and talking about the Bible together, which is really, really special. Um, and you can join us at the link. We'll post it in our show notes here, but it's also at kateandcalco.com. Um, or you can join us on Instagram and all of our information is on Instagram as well at kateandcalco. Um, but thank you so much for being here and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.